What's up everybody? Hey, welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy. Uh, today we're getting in something a little bit different. A little different. Unusual. Yeah, today we're going to talk about the legacy of Darth Bane. Mm. Uh, Darth Bane's one of my all-time favorite Sith, if For not sure. number one. Yeah. He's way up on Josiah's list too, I think. Yeah. Uh, Bane is definitely my number one based on Legends material, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, so, you know how it is out there if you're a Star Wars fan and you're like, what's real, what's real anymore now that Disney owns? Uh, but so, but according to Legends, all that stuff that he's done in the past, he's definitely my favorite Sith. And so, today we want to help unpack who he is, what he is, when he is, <laughs> all that stuff. So, uh, let's, let's just jump into it. Let's do it. docket we have a we have a little list of things to get to uh, but the first thing is who is Darth Bane and so without kind of going into his whole story who is he and, and uh, you know that sort of thing so who's Darth Bane uh, from the beginning yeah I mean you don't have to unpack his story but just kind of I guess who he was when he was so Darth Bane is significant to the Sith because like we said in previous episodes, Palpatine is what Darth Bane envisioned for the Sith yes. when he rebuilt the Sith. So Old Republic, there was like the Republic, but then there was also an empire that was run by Sith. Um, and so they had uh, an army of just regular folks, but the Sith Lords were the leaders and there were hundreds and hundreds of them. You know, it wasn't just the two. Right. Um, but Bane kind of unpacked it and he spent a lot of time because he didn't like the system and he came in a lot older mm -hmm. than most of the learners would and so he was kind of you know more of a free thinker and more of an independent individual than a lot of them would have been and so he was starting to realize that because a lot of the students would gang up on the powerful masters um, that gradually gradually generation by generation the Sith order was getting weaker Right. And so he was saying, you know, they were acting as they should. They were acting in accordance with the dark side. Yeah. You've got that, that craving for power. Exactly. And it was the way they're supposed to be. They're supposed to, you know, just do whatever it takes to get that next ounce of power. But as the Sith Order overall was concerned, they were getting weaker because right. the weak would combine to defeat the actually strong ones. And then they would fight amongst themselves. And then at the end of the day, there's only a handful of weeks yep. left. So, so Bane's uh, really... I guess timeline-wise, Bane is the guy that plants the seed that a thousand years, you know, a couple thousand years yeah. later is the rose that is Palpatine. And the lovely rose he is. Uh, but, so yeah, Bane is the guy that he really just rethinks the concept of what it means to mm -hmm. be a follower of the dark side uh, from the ground up. And so, um, before we unpack too much of the story, mm -hmm. uh, when, when is Darth Bane around? So Darth Bane, um, when people hear the name Darth Bane, they, I think for me, at least a lot of people, they think kind of timeline with Revan, which is not true because he's a lot 
after Revan. Um, Revan was mm-hmm. around the time of the probably most powerful time of the Sith Empire. Yeah. Just because they actually had the Sith Emperor. And I, yeah, I think that's that's part of the reason of it is because you had the Sith Emperor mm-hmm. who could not be conquered. Yeah. So at least at that point there was and a he figurehead. Lived for a thousand years. Yeah. There was a figurehead up there that was just untouchable. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time Bane comes on the scene, uh, according to this novel, um, and again, so it's it's back and forth. This is obviously Legends now, um, but this is uh, doesn't say Legends because I bought it when it came out because I'm a real fan, a bandwagoner. Uh, but it says right here that 1,020 years before Star Wars A New Hope is Darth Bane Path of Destruction, which is the first of the Bane trilogy. Um, so, you know, however long Revan was before that, at some point, the Sith way of doing things just kind of gets off track. Mm-hmm. And so basically a thousand years before episode four is Darth Bane. And, um, so that's when his story starts. And, uh, how, you know, if someone, if, if, you know, one of the things that were, is important to us is we want to have some deep cuts there for the, for the fans that have been around for a while yeah. or the, you know, for me, I love reading the books. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of audible, uh, both of us, like, you know, you've got your credits per month, and we're like, well, I can't spend a credit here because the Rise of Skywalker book like plays Monopoly out here. With, with books that you listen to. Yeah, it's like, I'm saving up my credits for Park Place. <laughs> um, but basically, uh, you know, the comics are the hardest thing for me because there's so much of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as novels and, and TV shows and movies, and some of the comics... We, we stay up pretty much to date on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for someone who is more of a, I've maybe seen the Clone Wars, but I've seen the movies. That's so many fans that we don't realize is there's so many fans that are at a surface level and they want to know more. And that's kind of our desires to help those people understand where everything falls. Sure. So for someone who's just seen the movies um, and their question is, how is Darth Bane connected to the Star Wars that I know? Uh, what's your answer for them? Okay, if we're just talking movies... Um, and I guess the, you could give the canon answer and the Legends answer. Well, I was going to start with um, when... I think it's in Phantom Menace. They're talking about, you know, we don't know if who Qui-Gon Jinn fought, Darth Maul, was the Master or the Apprentice. And Yoda mm-hmm. says, only a Master and an Apprentice are there. Only two, no more. Um, and that's Bane's legacy. Yep. It's the title of this middle book right here. It's The Rule of Two. Yeah, which is that there should always be a master to empower the dark side, or to with, with embody, the, embody the, power. the power of the dark side, and an apprentice to crave it. So, uh, his answer to all the infighting is basically kill everybody off. He literally kills off all the, the other Sith except for himself. Um, <laughs> and so, basically, starting from scratch, playing yeah. the long game, which for me personally, that's that's hard for me because. It's like, I want to see the results. Mm-hmm. But he was so passionate about the dark side, about the Sith coming to power, uh, that he sets up the long game knowing he's not going to be around to see the end result. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the goal is, you know, two there should be no more, no less. One to embody the power and the other to crave it. And what it does is the the apprentice only becomes the master when he or she is strong enough to overthrow the master. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not worthy and you challenge a master and you get <laughs> you die and uh, the apprentice is picked. Yep. It's pretty uh, cutthroat. So how Bane is connected to Star Wars that, that the average fan knows uh, is like Samuel was saying, he's the connection to 
why there's only two Sith. You know, when you have in the in the first in episode one, the Phantom Menace, again, you've heard of Darth Plagueis, but you don't really know the inner workings. Um, just going by who we see in the movies. Master is Palpatine, apprentice is Maul. Maul dies, Master is Palpatine still. He takes uh, Count Dooku under his wing, yeah. and now he's the apprentice. Uh, and the whole time as he meets Anakin and he sees his power, he wants him. He wants him to be the apprentice because he thinks he's that next level of Sith. Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, Palpatine's goal, and it kind of gets twisted here towards the towards the end because Palpatine is kind of selfish and he's like, "I will live forever. It's, it's for me," you know. <laughs> but uh, but Palpatine sees Anakin and see realizes, oh, he's the next guy. Like he's the next tier of power, and so. By the episode three, it's full on pursuit. That's why you even have him telling Anakin to kill Dooku so that he can take that next step into the dark side. And all of that, that ladder is totally something that Darth Bane created. Yeah. So um, if you're uh, you're a Star Wars fan, but you've only seen the movies, but you're kind of like, well, the new Clone Wars is here and let's, let's watch some of that and let's watch, you know, trying to get deeper in... Um, once Disney bought Star Wars, all these books aren't canon anymore, which sucks. They're still canon to me, but you know how that goes. Um, so they decided, and I think the fifth or sixth season? It was in The Lost Mission. So the sixth season mm -hmm. of Clone Wars um, to canonize Darth Bane. And so uh, when there's a, a planet called Moraband... Which is this? It's I think it's the same location as Korriban. It's just the way that it's been said. Yeah, they said that it was Korriban in antiquity. So I think yeah. it's just their kind of way of like grasping it. Yeah, the name had changed over time. Hand of the Master George Lucas. Um, but basically, Yoda goes there to try to figure out what's going on with this Sith Lord that they can't locate. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a shroud of the dark side has you know has gotten in the way of things. So he's trying to lift that. He's trying to figure out what's going on so he can try to in the Clone Wars, um, and restore the balance of things. And so he goes to Moraband, and the ghost of Darth Bane appears to him, or the spirit, or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably more akin to something like we'll see in um, a... Uh, holocron? Holocron, thank you. Because uh, Yoda's on purpose saying, you know, I know this isn't you, you're dead. Yeah, and yeah. Yoda at this point is still just for himself grasping the idea of staying around after, you know, mm -hmm. dying, maintaining individuality. Um, and so Yoda acknowledges that it's not actually him, but we see him, and that's when they actually officially made Darth Bane himself and not just his legacy canon yep. within the now Star Wars universe. And so uh, the look is a little bit different, too. Yeah. Um, not you know, Bane from these novels... Whoa, that was loud. Uh, Bane from these novels is... Bald mm -hmm. and super tall. I mean, you can kind of see right here he's bald. I mean, you can't tell. He's got a hood on. But you can take my word for it. Uh, super tall. And, um, oh, man. Maybe on this cover he's you can see him. In this cover you can see he's bald. Uh, it's supposed to be massive. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's six foot seven six or foot eight. Yeah, or something like that. Thereabouts. He's basically LeBron James. Um, but basically uh, he's... He's just this huge guy, and he's, like, they talk about how tall he is, but also how, like, muscular he's, he's he just is. a muscular, like, you know, like the Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah. Sith Lord. Um, but in the Clone Wars, he's kind of more of a samurai 
Yeah, I think what they were doing was... um, And maybe that's like an old Sith armor look or something. by the time we get around to Rule of Two, he's got the Orbalisk armor, and so he has to wear that face mask Mm -hmm. to keep the Orbalisk from encasing his face. And I think maybe that's what they were pulling from, because part of his iconic, you know, especially in connection with the Jedi look, is him wearing full armor and a mask. And I think maybe, without giving too much credit to the Legends, they wanted to give it a nod and then that kind of manifested in like a So it would be look. cool if, um, like you were saying, if the way that Yoda would have known him to be mm-hmm. is only from Jedi record. So it would have been cool if when the, when the spirit from the holocron, not from a holocron, but something mm-hmm. similar to that, when it manifested itself, it would have been cool if the reason it has the mask is so mm-hmm. you could intimidate Yoda by knowing who he was. Well, and... And he says like... You're Darth Bane, you're the creator of the rule of two. Yeah. Like, he knows who he, who he is. Yeah, Yoda for sure would. I mean, you just had, like, seven lifetimes uh, <laughs> to study. Study the, time. To study on the Sith history. But at the same time, I think it mentions in Dynasty of Evil, when Bane's really fixated on trying to make a Sith holocron, he makes his avatar, you know, the person who represents him within the holocron, um, I think he makes that version of him with the Orbalisk armor. Mm. So that it would be an intimidating look, and also that it would mask his identity, I think was his intention with that. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So um, so within Star Wars, that is canon, you know, from, from the Disney purchase on, you've got the Rule of Two mentioned in Phantom Menace, uh, which we now know is from Clone Wars, mm-hmm. the Dark Bane created... And uh, pretty cool, they even had a rendering behind the scenes of Clone Wars. They had a rendering because they were going to have Bane and Revan both talk to Yoda. Oh, that would be cool. But it was going to, I don't know if it was cost and you know, post-production or time or whatever, but just Bane was canonized. But because of the Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary, we know that Revan has been canonized uh, because what one, a of the, way to do that, yeah, one of the Sith legions of Sith uh, uh, Stormtroopers were the Revan... Legion or whatever. Yeah. And then Dedu and a bunch of other Sith, but that's neither here nor there. Um, trivia, do you know who voiced Darth Bane in the Clone Wars? No. Mark Hamill. Oh, that makes sense, though. Pretty cool. Mark so, Hamill does all the good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, while we're still kind of young in this podcast, before we get a little too far into it time-wise, uh, let's unpack the story of Darth Bane from Legends. And maybe... You know, there's three books, but, you know, depending on how detailed we want to get, the Path of Destruction, the first book, is yeah, really... that's on... They're all really good, but yeah. the one that I could listen to, like, I think it's... I've got to say, Path of Destruction... hours, Path of Destruction, and I just blow through it, mm-hmm. like, in, in a couple of days. And I would say, canon, legends, doesn't matter. I think Path of Destruction is my favorite all-time Star Wars book. It's it's up there that with Plagueis. Heir the, that Heir of the Empire, for me... And Plagueis. Plagueis and all right there. Plagueis and Path of Destruction. Also, um, Dark Disciple is really good. And I can't wait for Ascendancy, obviously. Uh, but anyways, uh, so his story and legends. So obviously, we know that the Sith Lords take on a name. So mm-hmm. Bane's not his natural name. No. If you didn't know that, now you know. Uh, so where does, when we first meet Bane, where do we meet him? What's going on? Yeah, so Dez was born into like a mining colony on Apatros. I think his mom died in childbirth, so his dad hated him, so that's kind of where that seed of darkness started. 
Uh, his name was Dez at the time, and so he was a Cortosis miner, which... And I can't remember if Dez is his full name. No, it's... But they just call him Dez. They just call him Dez. It's something else. I always want to say Desmond, and I know that that is not it. I don't know why that's always stuck in my mind, but I just call him Dez. Because he's Dez for like three chapters, and he's Bane for the rest of his life. Right. Um, I gotta look this up while you're doing this. But anyway, so... You know, Des and his dad obviously have this terrible relationship. They work in a cortosis mine, which is already stressful enough. Um, old Desil. legends, Dessel. Um, he cortosis was like a, a really almost like, hard metal. Yeah, it, it's basically like impervious to lightsabers. It comes up in the old Thrawn trilogy, um, but now under the new canon, it was touched on in Thrawn Alliances, the, the canon Thrawn trilogy, the middle book. Um, that's like a fibrous material, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, to say it was like a valuable resource. Um, and Basically, so, the Sith and the Jedi are fighting, and both sides are buying Yeah, they both cortosis want this cortosis. So for their ships and armor mm -hmm. and um, pretty much anything. Yeah, it's just uh, like even unrefined, it's like, really really strong it's a really strong ore and so right. that's why it's such a stressful job is because like because it's so strong it takes like incredible brute force you know to get it out of there so that's why he's bald is because the stuff down there is toxic and it just causes all the miners hair to fall out mm -hmm. and it um, talks about that basically him and a bunch of jacked dudes are back uh, down there with just sledgehammers yeah, and jackhammers jack and drills and they're just i mean it's just 12 hour days of just yeah. backbreaking labor um, and it's a beautiful way that, you know, Drew Carpenter, the guy that wrote these novels, mm -hmm. uh, kind of, he has that harsh, hard background, mm -hmm. but it also makes it very natural for him to be naturally strong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Sorry. so when we meet him, he's mining and, uh, and some guy comes up here and or his drill breaks or something. He gets in a fight. His yeah. drill breaks, and then the other guy comes over and... Tries to get on on his turf, but it was because... Uh, the guy mad at him. Des, his father had died. It was like the fifth anniversary or something of his father's death. And the other miner was friends with him, and because Des's father hated him, then uh, his father's friend hated him. And yeah. so he was just already drunk, and he just wanted to pick a fight. Um, and then, long story short, Bane shreks him. And then bites off his thumb. Did and you gets, say Shrek's him? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm here for it. Appreciate it. Anyway, so uh, he gets sent away for the day because... He bites the guy's thumb off. He bites off the guy's thumb crazy. off. Yeah, because the guy starts trying to gouge his eye out. Yeah. And so, like, you see, like, glimpses into his force ability, but mm -hmm. he doesn't know what it is. And so he just kind of thinks he has good instincts, and so he trusts it. Yeah. Um, like, it's, it's, it's almost kind of like... Uh, he just has a foreknowledge of what's going to happen right. two or three seconds ahead of time, right. but it's just enough. It's just really short precognition. To, to make a difference. Um, so he's he's pretty much in timeout. Yeah. You know, they're saying, and I, and I guess he's known to fight, and so they're saying, man, you can't, you can't be doing this. You yeah. can't keep fighting. You can't keep hurting people. Uh, so basically. he doesn't lose. He just keeps beating the crap out of all the other miners. Yeah. So it's costing Oro Company a lot of credits. Right. So they, they basically tell him, until this guy can go back to work, you can't go back to work, and we're not going to pay you in the meantime. Right. And so it's a sucky situation, too, because the company, this is so crazy because obviously we live on Earth and it's like there's not multiple planets, but, um, or inhabitable planets. 
but this the company that's drilling for this ore, this this metal owns the planet. Mm-hmm. So to work there, you have to pay to live on the planet yeah, they, and for your food. It's it's really they get you there and you can't really leave until you die. Yeah. Like that's the way the finances are kind of set up, really. Yeah, they have you set up like you're paying them for the food, you're paying them for the transportation, like to and from the housing. You're paying them for the housing. They own everything except for there's, uh, there's one Nemoidian that owns a bar. Yeah. And so basically, you have enough money to go drink and gamble and sleep. Yeah. And that's pretty much and it. And even the gambling's regulated so that nobody wins too big and gets out of there. Yeah. So, um, so Bane basically at this point is like, screw it. I'm going to go gamble because he can't, he's, he's not allowed to go work. He can't do anything else. So he goes and gambles. Long story short, again, the Force abilities mm-hmm. are there where he's kind of, they're, they're playing Sabacc, the game that Han Solo beats Lando in to win the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of seeing... He has a feeling gonna, he's yeah. just going to win big that night. Yeah. He's like, this is my night. I don't care how long it takes. He's just like, he knows that he's going to win big. Yep. And he's been able to trust his instincts long enough that he's like, frick it. You know, I'm here. Yeah. I'm here for it. And, and the thing is that he's... It's weird because if I'm remembering correctly, his it's not like he knows what he's going to get. Mm-hmm. He just knows to trust this is the hand to go in or mm-hmm. this is the hand to back out. So long story short, he wins big yeah, he and wins he big. keeps just hassling this one yeah. ensign. And one he's just messing with in the Republic Army. And so Dez is already like predisposed to not like the Republic Army just because, I don't know, he feels like they're using... Oro company and like they want to you know basically do business but they don't care anything for the miners so he's yeah. like you know what about me yeah I mean could, imagine care less yeah imagine you're doing a job that feels thankless and then the guys that are benefiting from your job come in and are like poking fun at you yeah. he's like already irritated with these guys and so uh, basically he wins big and the Republic soldiers are kind of they feel like he's cheating mm-hmm. basically which I mean. He is, but he isn't. Yeah. You know? Uh, so they meet him in a back alley, and they're like, yeah, they, we're going to show you jump what's up. up. And uh, basically, Bane murders the guy. Yeah. And um, so he realizes, I'm screwed. Like, I don't. there's no way off this planet. Mm-hmm. I just killed a Republic soldier, and so I'm going to prison. Yeah. And so basically, he goes back into the bar, and Groshik's the name of the guy yeah. who owns the bar. The I'm holding He's like... What have you done, Des? You made a big mistake in this time. <laughs> I don't know. He turned into water there at the end. Like, get you out of here. Uh, so, but Groshik is like he's really cool. He's very cards close to the best kind of guy, mm-hmm. and so he has contacts with both the Sith and the Republic. He's like, you can't go to the Republic for obvious reasons. He's like, do you really mean what you said about the Sith? Because Des was kind of just to get under the instant skin, saying how he thinks the Sith might have a better agenda. Yeah. He's like, oh, I don't know. And then <laughs> Groshik's like, you have to really mean this. You know, and so anyway. He's we get you out of here. Crazy fast. You, you still really get two. You know. Uh, anyway, so they send him off and he ends up being a soldier in the Sith army for, I don't know, a couple of years. But he works with a, uh, a group and they call themselves the Gloom Walkers. Uh, they, they used to be like, like, they like used specialists. To be, well, they were just like an okay kind of group. You know, nothing outstanding about him but under his leadership um and he really wasn't even in charge he was like second in command but he was really in charge yeah and stuff they make it down. they make it very clear that darth bane des at the time uh 
is not in charge, but when the heat of battle's going on... Yeah, the commander's he, looking to bang because he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, the guy, you know, it's it's typical what everybody deals with in a lot of <laughs> workplaces and stuff where there's a guy in charge, but when the tips, you know, the chips are down, yeah. the guy freaks out. So Bane is like, here's what we're doing. And, they, yeah. you know, they just kill it. Um, and so basically something happens where the Sith, the actual Sith in charge of... Mm-hmm. So the, the Sith Lords out. want to basically put the Doom or the Gloomwalkers in like a suicide mission. And Des is saying, hey, this is a mistake. You know, we can still move at a different time and get this done. Mm-hmm. But his commander was too scared to stand up to the Sith Masters. Right. Um, and so Des basically knocks him out and says, if anybody feels like they can't follow me after what I just did, I'll, you know, surrender command to my you know, right-hand man, and we'll move on. Nobody does it. Uh, And so they move out, and he does some crazy force stuff, I think. After he'd been, like, flashbang, still sniped six people in, like, half a second. You know, just crazy, ridiculous stuff. And uh, And so he gets court-martialed, basically, when they get back because the commander had gotten free. And and it's pretty cool because you're like, ah, frick, he's going to get in trouble. And really, on the way to the court-martial, it's really he gets called in because... The actual Sith Masters realize there's no way this guy isn't yeah, force tapping into the Force. And there's a uh, one in particular, Kopej, um, who really wants Bane to succeed because he senses the raw power. And mm-hmm. he's talking to the other Sith Masters, and he's like, we need him. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way. This guy's way too powerful to be left alone. He's like, he might become the most powerful of us all. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because there. some of the Sith Masters... Also, since the flaws in the plan of there's not enough masters, there's mm-hmm. a ton of students, but nobody's ever getting to that next level. Yeah. But at the same time, nobody wants to rock the boat mm-hmm. except for Bane. Yeah. Who just obliterates the boat. <laughs> so basically, Bane goes to Korriban mm-hmm. and he starts training and he's very, very strong in the force. Yeah. He, I think in his first time in his real duel... Um, he gotten destroyed, you know, just dueling sabers, um, but then broke through the other guy's force barrier and just choked the life out of him. Mm-hmm. Just in a training exercise, killed another apprentice. And so, at that point, man, I can't remember what that guy's name was, but he was a Trandoshan. Uh, he was a McCurth. What is a McCurth? It's like a Trandoshan, but it's different. Okay. He, yeah. So basically, Sith Bosk, similar at least. And so he he kills I can't remember the character's name for seeing my life, uh, but he kills this guy, and all of a sudden he's got this target on his back where it's like oh this is the new dude, mm-hmm. um, but for whatever reason in that moment once he once he passes that threshold and kills and really taps into the darkness, uh, he he just backs away. He's scared of his potential, and at the same time he has a revelation that he used the force to kill his dad in his sleep, like. He used the force to induce his dad's heart attack. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to deal with the fact that he actually killed his dad and he killed this other, you know, apprentice for really no reason other than the fact that he's Full embarrassed. Full that was heart. the guy's name. Um, and so he was just really scared of himself, basically, and didn't want to, he didn't, he didn't want to give himself fully to yeah. the dark side. And so he, he's also the kind of guy that he's, He's old enough, so you got to remember, just like the Jedi, the Sith trained from a very young age. So he comes in at, what, 25? You know, yeah, he had like to have that. been in his mid to late 30s. Uh, 30s? Or, sorry, 20s. I was like, 
But uh, early thirties. Yeah, probably. he get, somewhere between twenty five and thirty five. He enters yeah. the Sith Academy, probably closer to like twenty six, twenty seven. Um, and everybody else there is like in their late teens and already more powerful because they've been at the Sith Academy yeah. longer. The Sith Academy on Korriban was where all the most powerful. There were a bunch of different training areas, right. but this is where the cream of the crop. If you've got potential, it's like West Point at the Sith Army. You go to Korriban so that we can send you out to fight the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And so they've been training longer. They have a deeper understanding of the dark side to begin with. Mm-hmm. But when Bane walks through the door, he's, he's more powerful. Yeah. And, but he's completely new yeah. to the things. And so you start to see his ideology be against the people who are already teaching there because mm-hmm. he wants to, uh, he wants to learn from the, he wants to learn from the holocrons and he wants to learn from the different things, uh, the, the ancient texts and things like that. Yeah. And they're saying, you know, we don't do that anymore, Bane. Like, yeah. uh, and they're pushing back against him. And he's saying, if these guys are our legends, if these guys are the people that we look up to, and these are where the, the pinnacle of our Sith past, why are we not learning from these guys? Yeah. So he really starts to isolate himself. Yeah. Um, Funny enough, one thing that is a really isolating factor for him is that he doesn't think... The, at this point, the Sith are the Brotherhood of Darkness. They're mm-hmm. trying to mimic like a Jedi-esque existence. We're all in this together. Yeah, where everybody's equal. And he's like, but we're not. Yeah. You know, he's like, I just killed just killed this other guy. He's like, we weren't equal. And so he's basically saying they're powerful and they're weak. And he gets really fixated on the fact that they stopped using the Darth title. You mm-hmm. know, they just went by Lord so-and-so. And he was like, you know, what's the Darth title? And they're basically saying that that was one Sith who had proclaimed that he was more powerful than the rest. And they said they stopped using it because it put a target on that guy's back for the Jedi, like an easy one to pick out. Um, but really, they were just irritated with the fact that this one person was said they were best than the rest. And so he, um, while he's still training and he's kind of in that weaker, he, he peaks early, and mm-hmm. then you have this long valley mm-hmm. in that first book where he's, as the reader, especially the first time I read it, I was like, come on, man, put yourself together. <laughs> uh so you're waiting this long time, and he even gets challenged by another apprentice, well, uh, the Zabrak. I can't remember. He his challenges name. the Zabrak because he was like he knew that everybody saw that he was getting weaker, and he was like, "I got to do something about this." Yeah. So he was he just challenged him just to kind of shake things up, and gets destroyed. He gets just taken to task. Yeah, and so now he's an outcast even more yeah. than before. Yeah, he's just. A pariah. And Nobody so wants to touch him. He's doing his own thing, and no one's paying attention to him. None of the masters are paying attention to him. And in the long run, we realize obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But in the long run, it's the best thing for him mm-hmm. because now he gets all this time to focus on whatever he wants right. to grow at his own pace. Um, and then he starts having just this rapid growth. That's just like, yeah, I can do this. I'm going to do what I want to do. And because he's not this star pupil anymore. I'm going to go and read these texts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and study the ancient ways. And uh, he makes an alliance with Githany, mm-hmm. uh, who's this super powerful She's a student. defective Jedi who had a thing for the dark side, and she was spurned by her master. And so she was like, frick this. And she basically gives information to the Sith about where the Jedi are at and then goes to the Sith Academy on Corbin. Yep. So long story short... Bane just starts having revelations. He just starts having, like, mm-hmm. things just start clicking for him. Um, and so he comes back, and he says, I'm going to challenge 
so-and-so. I can't remember that Zabrak's name. Me. But imagine Darth Maul with yellow skin. Yeah. Um, and he's, this guy's the cream of the crop. This guy is like the strongest in the Sith Academy. Yeah. Like throughout the they book, they were saying that like, maybe he's the Sithari. Like yeah. The so the Sith. Sithari is kind of almost like the chosen one before the Sith. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're saying like, one of the things they talk about is why isn't this guy going to the battle yet? Why mm-hmm. isn't this guy being sent off yet? And and I think they were, and that's kind of some of the things that Bane was frustrated with too is like, do we have these people who are ready and they're just holding him back? Yeah, I think Cordis was just saying that he wasn't ready. Uh, yeah. That he had too much pride that, you know, like... He had a lot of skill, but he wasn't refined enough to really go head-to-head with some right. Jedi Masters. And so, uh, Bane comes back, the same guy who just whooped him, you know, and says, I challenge so-and-so mm-hmm. to a duel. And just, long story short... Yeah, he's basically picking him apart the whole time, and what he does is, he like, that guy had never been in an engagement with anybody long enough to really test his endurance, and right. so Bane didn't want to just beat him, he wanted to humiliate him. And yeah. so he basically made it look like he was just good enough to keep the bracket bay mm-hmm. um, until he got tired and then just, like, I think broke his arm and, you know, knocked him out. And Yeah, just, it's just, like, the book describes, like, thing after thing after thing that he does to, to just wreck this guy. Um, but he also lets him live. Yeah. And so that's a C-Rack. big thing. C-Rack. C-Rack. there you go. So, um... Throughout the rest of the story, uh, Githany is like, why did you kill him? Yeah, because Githany teamed up with Bane initially because that was the only way she saw getting past Sirek. Right. And now that he's been beaten but not killed, she's yeah. like, oh, maybe you're the weak one. Yeah, now she's like, he's even more dangerous because he's embarrassed, you know, and he's kind of a known unknown. You know, they don't know when he's going to try and strike. And so. and so at this point, Bane's like, there's nothing I can learn here. Mm-hmm. You guys have nothing for me. So... He goes he, to the Valley just, of the Dark Lords. Yeah, first. He, he walks out. He thinks there's stuff hidden there for him because he's always looked to the texts. That's exactly. where he got his knowledge. That's what set him apart. And so he thinks that there are still, you know, the spirits. There's of, things to be learned. Mm-hmm. And so he walks out basically across the Sahara Desert into the Valley of the Dark Lords to learn more from those who have passed on before him. Mm-hmm. Um, goes there. Finds nothing. Yeah, he's like, this is this is a waste. And so he comes back and he's very, very uh, tired. Yeah, he's barely alive. Um, and so I can't remember exactly what happens after that before he leaves the academy. Uh, before he leaves, he gets in a big verbal fight with um, Darth, uh, the one who's the headmaster. I said his name earlier. Cordis. Cordis. Um, and so Cordis is basically saying, you know, you can stay. You know, because he thought he was going to get in trouble for beating the crap out of Sirak. Because Sirak was Cordis' favorite. And so, you know, he's saying, you know, you can stay, but you can't train with Githany anymore and you can't go into the records. And so, Bane is looking to the past. Cordis is trying to point him to the future, or so he believes. Um, And so, Bane's going to try and one-up him by proving there's still stuff out there in the Valley of the Dark Lords. And so, they kind of have a split. Mm -hmm. And so... Once Bane goes there and comes back, he's he's done with the academy. Yeah, he's he decided there's nothing more he can learn. Yeah, there, so he leaves. He and I think he takes Cordis' ship. Here's the thing: he declares himself Darth Bane. He comes back and meets with Cordis, and he says, "Lord Bane." He's like, "It's Darth Bane." Yeah, he, and, and so basically, he said, "F you" to everybody in the whole room. 
yeah, and I'm just doing the and same. stole the guy's ship that was a gift. He had literally just gotten it and left. Yeah, and so he gets there, he leaves, and basically he goes and uh, discovers the holocron of Darth Revan. Darth Revan's holocron. And basically just learns so much stuff from it. Yeah, but okay. before this, it is important to note that he kills Sirak and Sirak's two friends before he leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just totally forgot about that. Yeah, just kills him. They try to trap him in the library, mm-hmm. and he just kills him. Yeah. Him and Githany. And so he kills he kills them, gets in the ship, leaves, goes and basically feasts on this holocron from Darth Revan. Yeah. And it's that moment that he realizes... That's when he starts to formulate the rule of two. We've got to burn it all down. And this is really the catalyst. This is really the place where Bane becomes Bane. Mm-hmm. Like... He comes back, he's told us at the Academy, I'm Darth Bane, this, and this, and this. But the real creation, the birth, the whatever you want to call it, the trial by fire, the christening, whatever you want to call yeah. it, this is when it happens. Uh, so he discovers uh, Darth Revan's holocron, uh, and they talk, of course. And uh, really, that's the moment where he decides, "There's we've got to go, right. we've got that's, to start from scratch. That's where Bane decides that he knows better than everyone else, because he has all these suspicions, but... Hearing what Revan had to say about the dark side, he was like, yes, this, this is what I've been saying. Yeah, and he realizes if this guy is up on our totem pole, mm-hmm. and me and him are agreeing, and nobody's agreeing with me, that means that nobody currently that nobody is agreeing is right. with, with Revan, which means they're wrong. Yeah. And so, um, as he's getting ready to leave, uh, Kasim, Kasim, who was the Blade Master at the Sith Academy, he was also probably the Sith Master that Bane was closest to yeah. because he trained him in secret when he was going to fight uh, Sirak. Right. So at this point, um, he says, "Hey, you can still be a part of us, whatever." And right. Bane says, "All right. Well, if you can beat me, then I'll join." Yeah. Basically, and well, Bane, at this point, Bane already thinks he can beat him, and so he's actually considering him as an apprentice. Yeah, and then Kasim says something. Is, maybe this and he's is the like, guy. Oh no, not this guy. Yeah. So he beats Kasim, uh, who was the best fighter that the Sith had at the time. Right. So at that point, you already know he's already a top dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes back to the planet where the Jedi and the Sith are at this on, on Rusan, mm-hmm. and basically whoever wins Rusan. It's going to break break the back right of the because war. all the Sith are there and a lot of the Jedi are there. Right. Um, so long story short, Bane learns of a of a ancient ancient Sith, Sith war tactic, a ritual uh, called a thought bomb. And basically, what it is is it is a ritual that requires all these people to join together and create this massive amount of force energy. Really, yeah. it's basically like incarnate dark side energy. Yeah, and so. He tricks Lord Khan, who is the leader of the Brotherhood of Darkness, into, hey, this is how we're going to destroy the Jedi. And for whatever reason, Khan goes for it. Khan's desperate at this Uh, point. He needs a win. And Bane convinces him. So the thing about the Thought Bomb is it kills everybody within the Blast Radius that has any connection to the Force. And it not only kills them, it actually, like... It's it worse. It traps, it traps their souls in that bomb forever. So they're basically just tormented for eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Bane convinces Khan, though, that the Sith would be strong enough in Darkseid to be safe from it. Right. And so uh, they get there, and then Githany starts to realize what's going on. She tries to get out. It's too she tries late. to get out. It's too late. And the bomb goes off, and it kills Khan and 
everyone else in the Brotherhood. All the Brotherhood of Darkness. Githany gets destroyed even though and she's then, running like, away. A hundred Jedi. And a ton of Jedi, including Lord Hoth, which mm-hmm. is the big deal. Um, and so from then, he walks out into the field and is like, all right, we're back at square one. Yeah. But he feels so liberated because he gets to just go forward instead of having to keep looking back and right. worry about what's going on behind well, him. Well, and the thing is, like, at this point, he's very proud of himself because, one, he's eliminated all the Sith, but at the same time, he's eliminated all the Jedi's memory of him as well because they think he would have died in the Thought Bomb. Yep. So he he goes completely undercover, and so he's a no one again, mm-hmm. and he can start planting the seeds of the Sith. And it's crazy because, obviously, on the on the desk, we brought the Darth Bane trilogy books today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, Commander Cody, Commander Gree, two clones that were a big part of executing mm-hmm. Order 66. And it's... It's amazing to me that nearly a thousand years earlier, Bane's the one that sets that yeah. plan up, and Revenge of the Sith is really the culmination of, of Bane's genius. Of Bane's genius, and so that's just in this first book. So if you're a reader, or if you want to know more about Star Wars, or maybe you have a commute and you think, "Yeah, I could get into, I could get into listening to some Star Wars." They're very high uh, production value, I think. Um, it's it's one guy that does a really great job with the different cast members and mm-hmm. stuff uh, of the book and their sound effects and stuff. So if you if you are an audiobook kind of person, um, this is available on Audible. Uh, if you're a reader, then you can get it obviously off of Amazon or whatever. Um, but if you're a Star Wars fan and you want to know more about some of the, the people who are creating the path that all of the movies that you've seen, um, Bane's the guy, really. Yeah. Uh, so... Wrapping this episode up, uh, and I'll kind of let you lead this because I kind of took over there for a second, but uh, when do you think we'll see Bane again? Will we see him again? And and I think we will, but it's hard to say. It takes place. If we get the Old Republic trilogy they talked about, I think he would be a great icon mm-hmm. to center on him or right. Revan. Um, those are kind of like the leading Old Republic Sith in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if we'll get any new books. Uh, they might do like a Drew Carpishan reboot, you know, like what they did with Timothy Zahn and Thrawn. But right. I don't know if Drew Carpishan's going to want to play that game. Um, maybe Disney Plus. I don't think he's going to fit into the Kenobi series. He's not obviously not going to fit into Mandalorian. Right. Um, yeah. It's, maybe it's, comics. Yeah. I think comics or maybe an Old Republic series. Yeah. You know? And and it's rumored that there's going to be. Uh, High Republic trilogy that comes out, which is basically the prime of the Republic, which is mm-hmm. when Yoda's in his heyday, yeah. you know, when he's only two or three hundred. <laughs> and so... A young man. You know, in my mind, I think, oh, come on, that's that's not far enough back to see Bane. Mm-hmm. But because he's been canonized, um, but the story, this story, yeah. has not been canonized. So, technically, it, it could, could fit it in. They could fit it in there. I mean, it wouldn't be like the classic timeline, but it's plausible right. just because the only thing that we know for sure, canons-wise, about Bane is Rule existed. of Two and that he was, was on Corban at one point. Yeah. Uh, so I hope that makes sense. So that's kind of the backstory. So again, everything that we've said is really just in this book. Yeah. I mean, you've got Rule of Two, which is him and his apprentice that yeah. he chooses. I don't want to say her name because... That's kind of a spoiler, but I mean, I guess you could look it up and see it, but all this stuff going on. Uh, so there you have it. Anyways, 
our neighbor's really eager to mow his lawn, and we've been trying to shoot for like three hours today, so we're just going to let him win this battle. But so, remember, the only family you have here is me. May the force be with you. Catch you guys next time. What's up, guys? Hey, we hope you liked this episode of The Chiss Ascendancy. If you enjoyed it, please like this video, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know when you get a new video, and then also follow us on Instagram at Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. You can also find an audio-only version on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at The Chiss Ascendancy. We'll see you next time.